And that was when it kind of hit home for me that I was an Australian size eight. My sister was an Australian size 12. My other sister was an Australian size 14. My mum was a size 10. We were all different sizes and we all equally had different body image problems. We all felt the same. And it just made me realise it's got actually nothing to do with the way that we look and everything to do with the way that we feel about ourselves. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your happy host, Madeline Carafa, self-proclaimed health enthusiast and full-time hustler. Through storytelling, I combined health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of some of the most influential and inspiring hustlers. Whether you're looking for an engaging and easy to digest pep talk or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals. The Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking butt in work and play. Hello, hustlers, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm once again thrilled to be joined by my good friend, model and presenter, Tegan Martin, as we chat to one very incredible soul. Today's guest is an Aussie-born model who is leading the charge on conversations around body positivity and self-love. Launching Anybody Co. several years ago, Georgia Gibbs skyrocketed to fame and quickly became the girl that everyone wanted to know. A Sports Illustrated model, Georgia continues to spread good vibes with all she does, recently launching her online program, Joy by Georgia Gibbs, that is designed to nourish your mind and body. But Georgia doesn't shy away from keeping it real with her dedicated Instagram following, openly sharing the raw and honest struggles she has had with acne, and always ensuring her audience is well aware when a photo has been filtered. There is not much you couldn't love about this beauty. She is warm, kind, and absolutely gorgeous inside and out. Chatting to us on a recent trip to Melbourne, I was completely in awe of Georgia's determination to make a positive impact on women's lives and change the way society define beautiful. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Neon, the go-to marketplace for models, social media influencers and celebrities to connect with brands. Georgia, hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to chat to you. How oh, are thank you? you so much for having me, guys. And you're in Melbourne, so welcome. I know. I haven't been in Melbourne in a quick minute, so I am very happy to be here. And it's really nice to see Teagues again <laughs> yeah. in a little while. We've just spent the last three hours talking, so we're a little bit behind. <laughs> I know, we are behind schedule. We've been chatting away. It's been so nice so getting to know you. <laughs> So talking about getting to know you, I guess, you know, with social media and everything that you share, um, people usually feel like they do know everything about you, but there's, you know, you're a real human being and there's a whole nother side to you. So is there something um, that you can share with us that most people might not necessarily know about you? Social media is, I always say, like it's a snippet of someone's life. It's a highlight reel. So everybody posts their the best bits, their most exciting bits, their most luxury bits, all the best bits of their day. And I think that's why you have to remind people that it's not real life. If Instagram blew up tomorrow, like we would all be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something that people often get mixed up, I think because I'm such a 
in-between country person. People actually don't realise where I grew up um, and I'm from Perth, like on the west side, on the beaches. Yeah, my, all my family is still there and people often get confused because my accent's a little screwed up lately too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you American or English or Australian? I'm like, I'm or British. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm definitely Australian. Um, so I do like to plug in that I'm from Perth. Um, yes. Yeah, it's my hometown and I miss it. Oh, that's so nice. A real beach babe at heart. (laughs) And now what is one healthy habit that you are absolutely nailing at the moment that is helping to keep your hustle quite healthy? Everything I've been dealing with lately, something that I think is definitely helping me at the moment is meditation. I have like a really good rise meditation that I do and I call it a rest meditation. So when I wake up, when I go to bed, funny enough, I'd always be like, I don't have time for meditation. I'm too busy. But you can literally lay in bed for an extra 10 minutes, so it's actually a nice excuse to lay in bed longer. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I've just found some really beautiful meditations that just seem to get me in the right mindset for the day, and that's what I've been focusing on really. And do you find it increases your productivity anyway? Yeah, it definitely increases my productivity. It actually helps me get ready quicker, I feel, because I feel like I've already got something done. Yeah. And, yeah, just like mental clarity throughout the day. Amazing. We love your Instagram feed. And as you said earlier, not everyone's keeping it real, but you definitely are. So we've been following you closely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're an Australian-born model who has had an incredible career so far. But before we get into all of that, we'd love to take you all the way back and get a little insight into George's life growing up. Well, as I said, I grew up in Perth. I've got two older sisters and then obviously my mum and dad, they're all still there when I was young. I really loved academics, funny enough, so all through school. I can tell you. <laughs> 23-year-old genius. <laughs> yeah, that is not one bit surprising. <laughs> You're breaking this model stigma, which I love about you. you. I can keep you as my friend. Yeah, stereotypes need to go. Um, but, yeah, I um, I did – I got, like, a really high ATAR, got into, like, whatever uni that I wanted to, which I love to brag about. Um, <laughs> And that was kind of me as a kid was kind of I was either at the beach or I was studying. There was no in between. I did get really badly bullied through high school. I didn't really have many friends, found it really, really hard to connect with women, especially. And I think it is that whole comparisons and competing with each other thing. And then, yeah, having two older sisters, I learned a lot from them. They definitely had their hard times, fair share of them going through their teenage years. And that definitely inspired me when I was growing up to really want to just bring women together. And it's been a passion of mine for as long as I can remember, probably selfishly, because I definitely used to struggle making girlfriends. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty simple kind of upbringing. And I moved to Melbourne to pursue my career when I was like 18, 19, and, yeah, just been kind of trotting the globe ever since. (laughs) Amazing. I can't believe that we've just spoken for like three hours and now we've still got so much to cover. (laughs) We could talk all day. Um, But we have watched you go from strength to strength in your career. Um, We've been friends for, I don't even know, a fair few years now. (laughs) We had the same agency back in the day and I've just been so proud of you and I just like love watching you trot around the globe achieving all these lifelong goals of yours that you should be achieving not so early but you are Um, (laughs) can you shed some light on your career so far for us yeah you're gonna give me an ego take (laughs) (laughs) um it's really it is really funny I actually said to one of my girlfriends Julia and I I was talking to her last night and I was like you know when I come back to Australia people are so incredibly supportive of me and my career and 
I still have a lot of moments of doubt and, you know, insecurity creeps in and confidence. And I think that just makes me really human. And my mum's like, Georgia, it's because you still see yourself as the girl that was working five jobs when she first moved to Melbourne and was working a little butt off and modelling never really worked out and you were never really good enough. And she's like, you need to change your way of thinking. Like you're a businesswoman now. And like, Mm. you know, but it's funny how we view ourselves to the way that how other people Mm. view us. Um, And I think Instagram has so much to do with that. People just look at your life and think, you know, you're full of confidence all the time. Nothing ever goes wrong. Um, So, yeah, I think it's like it's just funny people's perspectives. Mm. But, yeah, I have definitely kicked some work goals and like I'm I'm very, very proud of them. I do enjoy modelling, but I do sometimes struggle with the fulfilment side of it. And that is part or one of the 100 reasons that I launched Anybody, which is obviously something that I'm so proud of and also just like so so passionate about i'm actually launching the international women's day campaign in a few hours um which you guys just got a preview of and i'm so glad you loved it and got teary that means i did my job (laughs) absolutely incredible seriously like it's yeah mind-blowing and just so 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 powerful oh thank you yeah i just have made some incredible friends in LA I definitely can't take all the credit they made it so so special um so yeah I'm very excited for everyone to see it and just share some of my favorite women in the world who are in the campaign and they're just you know standing up for all of us so it was great to share that with them yeah amazing so when did you start your modeling and what how has that journey been so far for you I actually started modeling when I was when I was about 18 yeah when I was 18 I actually went into an agency in Perth and was put like a typical like um, measuring tape around my hips and was like, you're too big, you're not going to be successful, lose three inches off your hips, like you're too curvy, even more like straight up and down, more athletic, more fashionable, blah, blah, And that was when kind of my negative body image started. Well, it definitely was throughout school as well because I developed really, really young. So when I was like 14, I was like a double D. It was ridiculous. Mm. Um, and that obviously got a lot of attention from older men and, or boys at school and things like that. And I always felt like I was really over-sexualized for the way that I looked at a really young age, which I think for a young woman can really, really knock your confidence. So that was always something that I kind of dealt with. And then going into modeling and being told like, you're, you know, you're not the wrong size. Like you've been into the clothes, you're just the wrong shape. And like, you, you need to you know lose weight off your hips and your legs are too muscular from dancing and blah, 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 blah. And that really just hit a bit of a nerve with me. Um, and I remember coming home and my dad being like, I want to go in there and lose my mind because you don't need to change a thing and it's not them that needs to change, the industry needs to change. And that was when it kind of hit home for me that I was an Australian size 8. My sister was an Australian size 12. My other sister was an Australian size 14. My mum was a size 10. We were all different sizes and we all equally had different body image problems. We all felt the same. And it just made me realize it's got actually nothing to do with the way that we look and everything to do with the way that we feel about ourselves um, and our mindset. And that's what's really driven me all throughout my modeling career to try and diversify the industry. And often people will look at me and be like, oh, well, how can you ever say anything about body confidence easy when you look like you? And I get that all the time. And that's probably the main thing I battle with daily. But I've kind of just come to a point where I used to really, really try and get people to relate to me and take me seriously and now I'm just like you know what as long as you support my message and you're sharing nothing but love authenticity and lifting other women I couldn't care less if you don't relate to me Mm -hmm. because I know what I stand for is right 
but that definitely got me down for a while because it's yeah. like you feel like you're always <laughs> trying to convince people of something that if maybe I look different, people would feel differently. So that's my biggest thing, not judging people on their appearance and just trying to bring women together. Was there a period of time when you started Anybody Co that that was the like the worst for you where you felt like, oh, my gosh, everyone's just, you know, thinks that I'm cool and I'm, you know, my mindset's amazing because I'm the so-called skinny one? Yeah, I've just always felt like all throughout high school, all throughout like my life, everyone always just looks at you and thinks, oh, well, she's she's in a in a situation of privilege, of which I am. You know, I'm I'm from a somewhat middle class family. I am Caucasian with blonde hair that went to a good school and had a good upbringing. I'm under no sort of <laughs> special hat that, you know, I'm someone that has struggled and I understand that. Um, so I understand that people can look at me and go, you know what, you're in a position of privilege and life is easy for you. Mm-hmm. And I get that because, you you know, life is about perspective and there's some people that have had mm-hmm. genuine struggles in their life and will look at me and think that. And I'm not trying to fight against them because, you mm-hmm. know what, my problems can probably seem like first world problems for a lot of people, but mm. it's all about perspective. And I've just kind of had to learn to not take it so harshly because mm. usually people that are criticizing you have got their own stuff going on. And, yeah. you know, I kind mm-hmm. of feel more for them. Yeah. I think the thing I love about you so much, though, is that you are so passionate about something and you're standing up for that and you're not mm-hmm. just going, oh, well, yeah, I can just be a model and, and do that and get paid good money. You're really, you know, you're so headstrong and you're so passionate and that just shows through every single thing that you do and the way you talk about your message and the campaign we just saw for Anybody Co, like it just really shows how much you believe in it and how much you want to spread that message with the world and empower other women. Yeah. So I just think it's so beautiful and you should just wake up every day honestly being so proud but thank you I like that you touch on that everyone does have insecurities as well and you know like I'm not a model or anything but I went through school really skinny and Mm. you know and I remember being so jealous of the girls with like big boobs and Mm. curves but they were like oh well you're skinny and it's like everyone's battling their own insecurities or their own and often it's actually got nothing to do with our body absolutely of the time Yeah. yeah And that's what I try and preach to people when they're like, you know what, you look the way you do, your last perfect. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, I completely can yep. see why you can look at me and think like that mm. because you're struggling with different things than I am. Mm. Yeah. But I have been an Australian size 10 to 12. I've been an Australian size 4 to 6, mm. like really, really thin. And at both times in my life, no matter what size I was, I felt the same. Mm. So you can't tell me it's something to do with my body. It's to do with our mindsets and the way we feel yeah, about ourselves. Yeah. And that's why with anybody, I'm just like, it's all about quitting the comparisons because you never know what someone else is going through. Yep. Yeah. 100%. You've just articulated it so simply for everyone. It's not about your circumstances or the way you look. It's about mm-hmm. what's going on in your head, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's all about addressing that mental health instead yeah. of people – I mean, like, if I have this body, I'm therefore going to be happy. Mm-hmm. It's about finding happiness and coming to a place where you accept yourself mm-hmm. and then you will become the healthiest version of yourself because everything starts with your mental yeah. health. Yeah. And that's why sometimes a lot of these health programs or these huge dining things are mm. so dangerous because people aren't addressing the actual problem. They're thinking, oh, if I lose all this weight, I'm going to suddenly be happy, but not addressing the fact yeah. that like they're just on quick so money, many money, other yeah, issues. There are companies capitalizing on yeah, people but feeling it's so this scary way. to think yeah. like, you know, a number on the scale isn't going to make you feel good. No, like, it's, it's people cap, uh, cap, yeah, capitalizing on women's insecurities. And I did touch on this with a few surgeons and I think some surgeons are incredible, but they're, 
are some surgeons that will put if your your face needs to actually sit next to next to a guy on a plane once who actually had the perfect face and this is what he tells all of his clients of what they should look like and not saying this is all surgeons surgeons do incredible 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 jobs but some in plastic surgery they're making so much money off off women's insecurities and Mm -hmm. I just find that really, really hard to deal with. And it's the same in, in the health and fitness sector. People are just making millions and millions of dollars off people's insecurities. And that's just something that I'm, I'm really headstrong on and I'm, I'm overseeing before and afters that are absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. So in more recent times, you have been struggling. You've had your own health struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been battling an autoimmune condition, yes. um, which you do share so vulnerably mm-hmm. across your social media channels. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you've actually been going through? You guys can probably tell I just am sometimes too headstrong and sometimes have too many things going on at once and I want everything done perfectly and I want it done yesterday. And like I've always been like that and kind of like overly ambitious and that's all well and good if your personal life is in balance and your family life is in balance and everything. But as soon as one of those goes out of whack, you realize that you're not superwoman and you can't do everything. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't doing the correct self-care. And, you know, at the start of last year, we all have just like human problems. And I had a relationship just fall apart. And I had a family member of mine that was really, really sick. And then I got sick and then I was in a foreign country and I was working, flying to Africa, flying to England, kind of going everywhere. And I had some agents that were supportive and some agents that weren't. And, you know, I was just kind of really like working myself to the bone and not looking after my mental health. And I was so used to that because when everything was going smoothly in my personal life, you can kind of handle work being a bit crazy. You can't do everything. Um, And that's kind of what I didn't listen to. And I ended up on eight rounds of antibiotics um, because I got a really severe infection um, and, yeah, I kind of my, – my health really kind of fell apart from there. I came off them and within two weeks I got told I had severe rosacea I'd have for the rest of my life and then two weeks after that my skin just started breaking out. Like I couldn't go out in the sun. I couldn't be in a hot room. I couldn't be in a room with smoke. I couldn't do anything because my skin was so severely – saw that it just burnt and I couldn't smile I had it was the craziest experience ever I was just in bits just in so much pain and then yeah my skin really started breaking out to the point where people would look at me in the street and just be like oh my god what is wrong with your face because it didn't look like acne but I was covered my whole face was covered in what looked like pimples but it was so red and inflamed because it was coming from an internal crisis that I was experiencing that people really looked at it and were like, whoa, what's wrong with her face? And because it came on so quickly in a month, I, you know, I walked into my IPL lady and she was like, oh my God, what's happened to your face? And I just stopped going out. And I've always preached to people like, you're more than your appearance. And, you know, if things go wrong, like (laughs) embrace your flaws. And I'm the first person to open up and say, and be like, that was the hardest time in my life for me to try and preach my message and every time I would almost feel guilty because I would be sitting in bed being like I tell everyone you know to love your skin and love the person you are and da, da, da. And I'm the first person to say like for a month like I definitely couldn't do that mm-hmm. and I avoided seeing family avoided seeing friends I completely like hid away from everyone I was just mm-hmm. really struggling what was going on I felt so depressed because what wasn't actually my skin that made me depressed it was just this chronic kind of illness that I had going on internally um 
yeah, so it was a really hard time for me. I was very lucky to have a beautiful partner that kind of, yeah, yeah he's beautiful. Already. We love yeah. him. <laughs> he can stay. Um, that really supported me through it no matter what I was going through or like snapping or acting out or, you know, just being a mess over my skin. Um, he was incredible. So that really, really helped get me through it. But yeah, it was definitely that the hardest time for my life and I've always told people you know um, I'm more than my appearance and I definitely had to learn to walk the walk and actually own that and it's taught me so much. Mm. I'd love to dissect this a little bit because we have a lot of high achievers listening to this podcast and it is often the high achiever type personality that ends up with you know an autoimmune illness or you know an immune something going on with your immune system because stress is a big part of being a high achiever so um, can we rewind and kind of take it back to what you could have done to maybe not get to a point where your body was so inflamed or what you would do what Mm -hmm. you would do now moving forward to stay away from such a downward spiral well first of all uh, <laughs> the end of 2017, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. So when someone tells you for, you have chronic fatigue, you should definitely take the three months off, not do a me <laughs> and move to LA and keep working. Or me and film Celebrity Apprentice yeah. with chronic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart, Tegan. Yeah. So, I yeah, I couldn't relate to you more, babe. Um, yeah, it's listening to your body and I've had to learn so much about self-care and it's funny because I'm the first person to preach self-care and – I definitely wasn't looking after myself and I think I had the chronic fatigue. I was also like heartbroken and sounds so first world problems, but that just can make you ill in itself. And yeah, if I could give any advice to anyone, it's listen to your body and don't let people pressure you. At the end of the day, I'd always say health is wealth and you've got nothing without it. And I really had to practice what I preached. You literally have nothing if you don't have your health. And if you are a high, high achiever and you're listening to this, like I'm, you know, I'm proud of you and keep killing it. But <laughs> take it from me. You can't do anything if you don't have your health. And I promise you taking one month, two months, three months off is not the end of the world. I really thought it was going to take me backwards or, you know, ruin the momentum I'd started. And it hasn't. It's just allowed me to get healthier and get back on top. Amazing. Um, you said something just then about how your heartbreak, um, you had a breakup, yeah. which significantly affects women's health or, oh, yeah. or men's health. Um, can you give our listeners some advice as to how to deal with heartbreak or how you dealt with heartbreak? Yeah, I mean, I didn't deal with it very well, if you want to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I, you have, it, like, yeah, you know, totally. in hindsight, you yeah, yeah, are yeah. doing things now, you know, to totally. heal from that. Yeah, I mean, I just packed up all my stuff and moved to LA and kind of like it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> you want me to be honest? But um, that's a pretty powerful thing, though. Just picking yeah, up and moving. There's a lot of women that just stay in it yeah. for years too long. Yeah, totally. And I think you have to know you have to know your worth. And Absolutely. there's nothing more important than that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I did just like pick up and leave, but I didn't actually allow myself to heal or to process it. Yeah, so I kind of did just kind of pick up and leave and I really wouldn't recommend covering a situation with sand and pretending it never happened because I think it does creep up on you in the long run. But it definitely did help, you know, just focusing on myself and it was (laughs) kind of a bad thing because I had chronic fatigue and then my way to kind of get through my breakup was to really delve into business and into work, which (laughs) <laughs> wasn't the most ideal situation, but it, it helped in the situation. Hindsight, hey? Yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, yeah, I always, I don't know, heartbreaks are hard because everyone deals with it differently and everyone has their own journey. Um, but, yeah, I really think focusing on yourself, doing things for yourself, mm. 
just don't cover it with sand because I had to learn that and it kind of crept up on me in the long run. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Neon is the go-to marketplace for models, social media influencers and celebrities to connect with brands. A one-stop shop where you can easily book talent to create your next campaign, launch a bespoke influencer event, source content creation or activate your digital marketing strategy with their in-house and dedicated social management services. If your brand needs a holistic approach to marketing, then Neon is the social agency for you. Neon proudly offers a diverse array of services that will help you launch, build or take your brand to the next level. All you need to do is head to their website, neonmodelmanagement.com to find out more about their holistic approach to marketing. For further details, please click the link in the show notes after the episode. Now back to our healthy conversation with our inspiring hustler. I really liked what you said though earlier about knowing your own self-worth and I think Mm -hmm. that's something that, you know, a lot of us struggle with and, you know, I know through years I definitely have and I'm sure Teagues has as well and it is, it's really knowing that you're you're stronger than you think you are and, you know, really. Yeah, and also you're just, you're so fine by yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need someone to complete you and I'm such a companion and I I love being around good friends and I I love having a partner because I'm just a very companion kind of person but... I actually have learned that, you know, there's so much comfort in being okay in your own company. Yeah. Love that so much. We need more girls to be preaching that. (laughs) (laughs) Something else we love about you along with the rest of the world is your ability and commitment to celebrating body positivity and diversity. What does body positivity mean to you? Body positivity obviously in simple terms means to celebrate the body you have and be proud of it, which I think is absolutely incredible and I think every woman should be proud of the body they have no matter what they look like what size they are what shape they are um, and celebrate you know who they are as a woman on the inside for me I've you know I've always celebrated body positivity because I've seen women in my life struggle with it you know since day dot and it's something we all struggle with in its own journey but What I've actually been focusing on recently is instead of focusing everything on body positivity, actually just focusing on your confidence and and knowing why you're so much more than just your appearance. And I found my biggest thing I've ever done in my life to build my confidence and to really like shape me as a woman is realizing that instead of focusing on just my body confidence, focusing on all the things that I am that aren't what I look like and nothing can give you more more confidence than that because like me maybe you'll get sick and your skin will be covered in acne and you'll lose weight you'll lose hair and then what are you left with like you don't have your appearance anymore so where does your confidence go and I you know that really really taught me that you have to know who you are and be confident on who you are on the inside because your appearance isn't going to carry you through life and Mm -hmm. beauty is so much more than skin deep and even if that is a bit of a cliche saying a bit of a pageant answer yeah literally (laughs) well that's the thing that probably touched me the most in your um anybody campaign which most people would have seen by the time this goes live but you know when the women started saying Mm -hmm. what they are outside of their body and Mm -hmm. I was like you know if we actually as society focused on that so much more we would all be so much more confident because Mm -hmm. we are so many things to so many people yeah and we wouldn't compare ourselves to one another 100% because 
it's hard. I mean, it does happen. Like she's smarter than me mm. or she's more intelligent, more articulate than me. But most of the time it's she's prettier than me. Mm. And if we could take away that aspect and take away judging people based on their appearance, women would be so much more unified. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, Asia, always says unity starts with you. And mm. I just love that saying. So nice. But I think even, you know, how do you fi- define being smart? Like, do you know yep. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're all smart in different ways. Mm, like, exactly. mm. you know, you, you were saying that you were really academic at school and you're creating businesses and stuff, but then it doesn't mean that other people Yeah, it's like my boyfriend's a musician. And yeah, he was, he's he still was, incredibly smart. Yeah, you know, he in was never way. into uni, never 100%. in school, never went to classes. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, the you're guy building is crazy and, smart, intelligent in the way of he touched a musical instrument. It sounds great. Yeah. So, you know, we all just have to focus on what makes us, us and makes us unique and focus yeah. on our strengths and everybody is different and that's amazing. Yeah. So when you do go through these moments of insecurity and negative self-talk, what tactics do you use to switch your mindset? So definitely my rise and rest meditations that I told you about before. And it really helps to just like set me up in a good mood for the day or just set me up for a peaceful sleep. And sleep is so powerful. I yes. love bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> with you there. I yeah. love bed. Everyone's like, are you a morning person or a night person? I'm like, I just love being in bed. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. And then I just, I love positive affirmation. I think that helps absolutely everybody. If you can find three things that really, really relate to you, I think that can help so much. And also whenever you feel those negative thoughts kind of creeping into your head, I always say to my girlfriends, even if it's just one thing you can think of, and it definitely doesn't have to be appearance-based, whether you're like, I'm a damn great friend or mm. I'm a really great cook or I'm damn hilarious, like I'm basically Celeste Barber. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, Focus on that. Like when you feel that creeping in and whenever I feel insecure, I just tell myself, I'm like, you know what, I know I'm a good person and nothing else really matters. Mm. And, you know, anything that makes you feel good, if you can just start that and start that mentality and get your Mm. brain out of the way of negative thinking, I think that's the first way to body confidence as well because it's all about switching your brain and your mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. So in 2017 Mm -hmm. you did um, create Anybody Co, which – went completely viral um, and just such an incredible platform that you where you celebrate women of all shapes and sizes. An image of this actually was shared by Kim Kardashian, I believe. Is that correct? Chloe. Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Like how did that skyrocket or if it did your personal profiles, you and Kate, and also your message of empowering women? Yeah, um, I mean, it blew up so, so beyond what I ever thought it would be. I remember Kate and I being like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but also I was so grateful because I just knew that it was reaching so many people and, and making them feel accepted and making them feel a part of something. And that's why we say anybody's like a safe space. It's just mm-hmm. like a community of women that know that they're safe to share, like whatever they're going through. Um, but, yeah, when Chloe shared it, it was <laughs> such a weird feeling. <laughs> uh, people pay millions yeah. to be shared by the Kardashians. <laughs> I know. people in the world. So, it's so crazy. Yeah, she um, – I think she really um, – must have hit a nerve with her because yeah. I think it did with that's why it was so blew up the way that it did because I think it hit home to so many people that girls need to quit the comparisons and it's easier said than done for sure but um we all definitely need to work on it and mm. yeah when Chloe shared that it definitely made everything go even more viral which was a bit of a shock um but yeah very grateful thanks Chloe how did you keep up with that 
demand of just like the influx of messages and people following you and I'm sure there was a lot of media. Well, no, there was a lot of media around that time. I was modelling full-time, trying to keep my relationship together. I was travelling the world by myself um, and I was also like running anybody and running media and feeling responsible to respond to every DM. And I would respond to the DMs myself every single girl and I'm not kidding like I I adore that girls are able to share their story we'll get you know messages that are you know like 800 words long of girls being like this is what I've dealt with this is the way that you've made me feel and that's why I am so passionate about anybody because no matter what you look like where you come from what country you're in I guarantee it's affected you in some way and it just it's one of those messages that needs to be said yeah absolutely Um, One thing we've noticed on your personal Instagram page is that you um, inform your audience when your photos are photoshopped. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started to do do that and how your community has responded? So I actually did that way before anybody. So I started doing Mm. that back in like 2015 where I'd put like filtered or photoshopped or raw because I felt like, you know, with my sisters and with my family, we all had these like crazy different um body issues and self-confidence issues and being a part of the modeling industry when my career actually started going okay that's when I started doing it because I actually started feeling like I was a part of the problem so I felt like I was the model in the magazines that had been photoshopped perfect or was put on a pedestal and I actually felt like you know to my family to my friends to all these women I knew that were struggling and I was still struggling funny enough I felt like I was actually a part of the problem and I was like you know what if I'm going to share these images, I feel like it's my responsibility to inform women what's been done to them um, so they can at least have a perspective to not compare themselves to a completely unrealistic version of me. Mm. I just seriously <laughs> blow me away. Like, it's so amazing. I just cannot. I'm just sitting here in awe of you. I just think your message is so incredible and every Thanks, single babe. thing that you're doing is even more incredible. But we know the future is very bright for you and there's a lot that's in store. Can you give us a little sneak peek of what's coming up for Georgia Gibbs? So actually, I everyone knows I can't sit still, if you can't know. (laughs) (laughs) And when I was really sick and I couldn't model and I went from being this crazy busy bee to still being busy because I was doing emails and stuff because I can't turn off my email. But (laughs) I was kind of sitting there twiddling my thumbs and it was actually making my depression so much worse because all of a sudden not only was I sick but I was suddenly had nothing to do and it really made my mind tick over and the way that I was feeling and everything I was going through and I was like if I don't pull something positive out and focus all my good energy into something positive at the moment I'm gonna be in this little hole forever and I felt like so helpless and that was when I just started like brainstorming things that had nothing to do with modeling and everything to do with me as a person and my values and my priorities and like what the message that I wanted to share with the world apart from just, you know, body positivity, which is so important, but something that really, really resonated with me. And I just started putting a mood board together and started creating what I'm launching in two weeks, which is very exciting. And it's basically all focused around getting everyone, but women in particular, um, to look at their health, but looking at their mental health first. So mm-hmm. from everything they do, from looking at their body, instead of I want, I'll be happy when my body looks like this, it's when I work on my mental health and I achieve self-acceptance and I, you know, I love myself for me, 
I will then achieve being my healthiest, best version of myself. Um, and yeah, it's all kind of been inspired from my health struggles and everything that I kind of dealt with. And also it's kind of another extension of anybody for me because I feel like it's something that anyone can apply to their life. So I'm so excited to share it with you. Oh, we're so <laughs> we excited. <cannot> <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> you just reminded me of kind of how important it is to invest your money into your mindset yeah. and, you know, the way you're thinking rather than the way you look. Like how much money do we as females spend on our hair or our makeup? Yep. Or It's like it's crazy. Like, you yep. know, if we could just use some of that to see an energy there or a psychologist or wherever it may be that it works for you, we'd yep. all be in such a better headspace. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and we probably wouldn't be in that insecure place of wasting so much money on all mm. these crazy things. I've definitely been there where I felt really insecure and I'm like, if I get my hair done and a spray tan this night, it definitely yeah. can sometimes make you feel me. better, yeah. but it's not a long-term fix. The spray yeah. tan washes off. Oh, I remember going <laughs> well, mine's through currently that really so patchy. much. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I remember going through that so much younger, like, oh, if I have the fake eyelashes, I'll feel so much yeah. better about myself. Or if I buy that new jacket, yeah. like, I'm going to feel amazing. It's like, well, yeah. no, you're actually not at all. Like, it's not <laughs> just a Band-Aid effect. Yeah, yeah, let's start going deeper and actually get to the root cause here, guys. Totally. So um, now we know you are quite into natural healing, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing. And it's been a big part of your journey so far with your um, health struggles. So we'd love to get a little bit of an insight in what does health actually mean to you? Yeah. So health for me, obviously, I'm going to say it again, starts with your mental health. You can't have your physical health without your mental health because my mental health was, well, my physical health was completely came from my having a bad like state of mental health and I I mean that from a physiological point of view is that I was so depressed super super anxious and just wasn't feeling myself and that actually made me physically unwell and it ruins your immune system your adrenals start just shutting down because they can't function with the stress and everything going on and it just has this crazy effect on your overall physical health So I always said, everyone, like your health starts with your mental health 110%. But health for me, I just believe specifically with medicine that I find it crazy that so many of the medicines we take today have, it'll fix this, but here's the 101 um, health warnings that this product comes with. And to me, medicine is something that provides healing and it shouldn't harm the body and 101 reasons of why it could. Um, And that's when I started looking at when everything happened with my skin and with my gut and everything with my health was... Um, all these doctors and this is in no way negative to doctors we're so blessed and lucky to have them but I just feel like there's so much training in pharmaceuticals and not enough training on finding the root cause of sickness and I was getting prescribed ruacetine and deoxycycline when I just come off eight rounds of antibiotics and that was the reason I was in the mess that I was and the only cure well, it wasn't even a cure it was a band-aid the only band-aid to make me feel better for five minutes was to take more and I just didn't think that that was a solution and I was told that your rosacea you're going to live with for the rest of your life and your autoimmune can't be healed you're going to have that for the rest of your day for the rest of your life you're going to have chronic fatigue and like that's kind of just that it's all you can manage it there was no healing because mm. the medicine that we're provided with today the pharmaceuticals they aren't for healing mm. they're for putting band-aids on symptoms of a headache and that's what I've learned so I basically just took note, didn't take that as an answer because I'm really stubborn as well. <laughs> um, and I just started looking at like other natural therapies. So I saw a naturopath and she did all of my tests on literally everything, which really, really helped. I definitely didn't find that um, personally for me 
that taking supplements was the answer because my mm. liver was super overloaded and she yeah. put me on 15 different supplements and it actually just made me worse. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't the answer for me. Yeah. But her insight to what was actually going on was incredibly beneficial because I mm. took that to a Chinese traditional doctor that I found and they just used that to back up already what mm. they already thought was was wrong and they were completely on the money and within three months of doing everything they told, sticking to the nutrition, sticking to taking the tonics and taking the medicine. And by the way, I'm the first person to be a skeptic mm. of things. And I was like, oh, you know, if that hasn't worked, that's not going to work. But it did. And they literally changed my life. And yeah. Tony at Yin Yang, just throwing it in there. Yeah. If you're in LA, <laughs> if you're in LA, she's incredible. She really has changed my life. And it just proves that, you know, these things have been on our planet for hundreds mm. and hundreds and hundreds of years and they're there for our healing and it's not some sort of witchcraft or it's just mm. been discovered. Literally, yeah. it's um, getting back to basics yeah. and I can't tell you how much she's, yeah, just changed my life. Yeah, something I just really love though and admire with your message about since your health struggles is that you – you don't preach to your audience, you inform yeah. them of what you're doing, but you really empower totally. them then to go and get the education that they yeah. need about mm-hmm. what they're going through because, yeah. you know, regardless, we're all different and your, you know, autoimmune would be different to what someone, someone else, else is going through and what yeah. their body needs. So yeah. I really love that, you know, you really make sure that your audience, yeah, yeah this is what I'm doing. There's other alternatives, know that, but totally. make sure you make your own decisions. Yeah. That, and I think that's so important. I'm not here telling, trying to tell everyone that I'm a doctor. I'm not here trying to educate. I'm here with the purpose of giving people knowledge because knowledge gives people the power of choice. And I think that that is the most beneficial thing for everyone. I wish someone had told me about the natural therapies sooner. My gosh, I just am like, I just want to take notes and go back and apply it to my own world right now. We're going to finish you quickly. Just to this podcast yeah, I know, just out. keep listening to it over and over again. We have such a similar story that it just it blows my mind. Um, but we just want to quickly touch for all the foodies listening on what does a day on George's plate look like? Well, an usual day on George's plate before I was sick was a lot of variety. But since I have been trying to heal myself, I have been to, been quite restrictive with what I'm eating and I don't believe in restrictive eating. I think restrictive eating is the leading cause of eating and dieting and it's the leading cause of eating disorders. We all know that, restrictive eating. Mm. So I don't necessarily believe in it, but I do believe in it for healing. I think mm. food is the most powerful medicine for the body and for my healing I had to remove anything inflammatory from my diet, all sorts of things that people would think were crazy, were so healthy for you, suddenly weren't healthy for me. Um, And that's where food has to be applied to each person individually. Mm. But for me, a day on my plate at the moment, it hasn't got a lot of sweet things in it, but I've got used to it. Um, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of greens. Um, I have a green smoothie. I have, you know, my GI powder, which supports my gut health. I'm having a lot of like collagen-based protein powders just because that's really helping to replace my amino acids because I don't eat enough meat. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you. Like you can't have that because that's not good or red meat's not good for you or this isn't good for you or that isn't good for you. And I completely agree that some things aren't good for you, 
But if you're craving something, I honestly just believe in just relieve the damn craving. Like it's Mm. not going to kill you. And recently I don't eat red meat and I've been craving red meat and it means that I have to listen to my body and it's lacking in something. And Mm. I've honestly just been giving it what it wants and I feel better than ever. Yeah, intuitive eating, it's where Mm -hmm. it's at. And, you know, as you said, bioindividuality is so important with diet, but going on an anti-inflammatory diet is not going to do anyone any harm. So never. (laughs) Georgia, thank you so, so much for your time today. We've absolutely loved chatting to you and we hope you enjoy your stay in Melbourne and all the best with the launch of Joy. We'll be cheering you on. Thank you. I adore you girls and I really appreciate you guys having me and yeah, just getting a little insight to me. I'm so grateful. We'll be cheering you on all the way, girl. (laughs) 